2: You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. We're coolin' out. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. We're
3: coolin' out. You got money. Hit a couple licks, you
4: know. Okay.
3: You know we're recording, right? Huh? Huh? Fans. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> hey guys, I don't do that, Sal. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man, welcome back to another week of cooling Out. We got our good friend, Katama. Damn,
5: man. Woo! On, minute on, St. John's bro, alumni. Minute. St. What's John. going on? What's going
3: on? The last time I saw you, I saw you randomly on the J-Train platform. Yeah. Well, you saw me. Scared the shit out of me. Yo, what's up, Drill? My bad. I just knocked him Scared the shit out of me. I did. Right, right on pro Cypress seminar. Hills platform. I'm like, yo, I don't know. He about- was
5: looking so fancy. I had to bring him back, you know, to reality.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I could have got robbed that day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man, how you been, man?
5: I'm alright I um, just came back from my, you know, stressful-ass job as a teacher mm. um, Kids wildin' every day mm.
3: Mm. Um What grade you teach?
5: Fifth grade
3: Oh, my mama teach fifth grade Fifth
5: grade It's like they're, like, not babies, but they're still assholes at this yeah. time So, um, yeah, I can curse on this right? yeah, 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 please. yeah, please Fuck shit, damn Yeah, that's why I
3: don't <laughs> answer her calls on a weekday I already know what she talking about No Yeah No, like, I was just
5: telling today, some kid just, uh Push the teacher and call her a bitch. What? Mm. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. And, I, and then we were talking about earlier, and they want teachers to have guns. Right? <laughs> 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 I don't make no damn sense. That'd be wild. I would have, you know, You pushed what? What's good? <laughs> you gotta lift your shirt up. I'm like <laughs> 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 Repeat that. <laughs> put the, what you said, put the shit on the table? Yeah. <laughs> you got <have> a prop? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That shit was dumb for you. <laughs> Hold on, wait. I'm sorry. Your dog did what to your homework? <laughs> <laughs> Repeat that? Oh, man. <laughs> But, yeah, I'm good. Um, Just released my video last week.
3: Hero versus Lois. Yes.
5: Yes, I did. Um, I'm actually really proud of that. Yeah. That wasn't the first time that I edited. I, like, redid it from scratch. And uh, I edited it all by myself. YouTube everything that I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna release it on my birthday." And if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't.
6: Do tell the people what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh,
5: let's, let's let's just
3: dive deep into it.
5: Okay, so "Hero" is a poem that I wrote about like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like comic books, love comic books, and I was I noticed a parallel between my relationship with women and like superheroes. So
3: elaborate. I'm, I'm, oh, I, okay. I will <laughs> oh, no, just play. Kevin don't play no game <laughs> <laughs> Elaborate <laughs> no. You sound like me talking to the kids
5: <laughs> So um, I noticed that a lot of the women That I would date had like um, Issues that they had Before or something some traumatic stuff That happened to them previously And I would like Try and save them from it or like Be this like hero for them And I realized that even when you, when you're watching Superhero movies and stuff they're trying to save the city, but in their gist of trying to save the city, they destroy it at the same time. Mm. So me trying to save this woman, I'm bringing up all this like great stuff for her, but I'm destroying her at the same time. I'm not doing anything good for her. So I realized the parallel between the two, and then at the gist of all superheroes, they're all just trying to compensate for some stuff that happened to them before. Batman is trying to avenge his parents. Superman is trying to avenge his lost city. Spider-Man is trying to avenge his uncle. So it seems like they're being selfless, but they're actually being selfish. They're really just using that person for their own personal grat- gratification to build themselves up. Same thing with like any superhero movie that you see, Like the Avengers, they're Mm -hmm. destroying New York City, but they're trying to save it from the aliens. They're doing more damage than the aliens did. Those accords, yes, sir. I (laughs) I just
3: watched uh, Civil Civil Mm -hmm. War, Captain America. Look at that, and I was like, oh, was it dope? You like that shit? Was dope. So they put me on these Marvel movies, like. Two weeks ago, so I've been trying to like slowly watch them. Make sure you watch uh, Winter Soldier. I think that's one of the best That's, mar- that's exactly what he said two weeks ago. <laughs> I promise yeah. that's exactly we well, to what We're running the Infinity War. Saying, that's Yo, what, That's what he said two weeks ago. You're all in the
6: charge now. We're going to Infinity War.
5: <laughs> Infinity War. I'm Saw the commercial
6: yesterday again. I'm, try, after... I'm
5: trying to buy my tickets tomorrow. Butterflies. <laughs> it's going to be lit. They're on sale? <laughs> but I see Black Panther on in slow <laughs> motion. They're on like, sale already? I don't know. Uh-huh. But I will. As soon as like they come available, I'm going to buy them. Mm-hmm. But... um. Yeah, they uh... So they do more damage To the um, city Than actually the aliens do And as soon as the city's done As soon as they're saved They don't care anymore mm-hmm. So as soon as the woman is saved I was kind of over the relationship I was like well I did my job Now I have no interest But to be honest I'm the one that needs the saving Because I'm over here Trying to save all these damsels I'm the one that needs to be saved mm-hmm. So that was my concept for it I came up with that poem like Three years ago And then um, somebody gave me the idea. Yo, you should have someone, the woman, write a rebuttal to it. And the twist at the end, the woman being the villain, was like, oh, she's like, oh, she was actually using me. Yeah. Whole thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was dope, man. It took me forever to come up with that, but it was really cool.
3: That's dope, man. You know, like when I first, so I watched it numerous times because, like, the first time I watched it when you were. So from the hero perspective, right, as it's going along, I'm like, yeah, where's this going? This is going to take a weird twist, a weird turn, because mm-hmm. you are like saying all these great things about how you don't want to look like anyone else and how, but then I can't give you all of me. Mm-hmm. And then when you said that, I was like, yeah, this shit about to take a weird twist, and I was waiting for the twist. But I was really impressed with the lowest part also because I felt like that was necessary to like truly understand. The, the complex between the two characters, basically. It was, like, the hero and, like, how you had this inner conflict also. And then also Lois is like, yeah, but I'm a villain also, and I used you as well. And I was like, yo, this is so dope. Like, yeah,
5: it was, it was like, um, I, I'm, I'm glad you actually mentioned that point because that's, like, one of my favorite lines is that um, that means you can never get close to me because I have that forever, I have to protect my secret identity. Exactly. That's so, what like, was. I can't allow you to see my vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. I can't allow you to see who I really am. So you're just going to always see that person. That's in front of me. Mm-hmm. So we're both showing off personas. I'm showing you hero. You're showing me the damsel. Mm-hmm. But we're both using each other for um, personal gain, for selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. So I just, I thought it was, when she came up and wrote the poem, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. This is dope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Better than mine. I might not put you in <laughs> <there>. <laughs> Better than mine. Like, but friend, you. <laughs> no, my friend, I got to shout out, Tanika Rose. She's mm-hmm. like one of the best songwriters I know. And my friend Mika, she's a singer. She was the one that was acting out, um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the lowest in the video. So. Yeah,
3: that was dope. More to come though. Yeah,
5: that,
2: nah, was, that dope. was dope.
5: More, more, more
3: to come. So, how long have you been? So, I didn't even know you were like you wrote poetry. Was this like something that's been in the arsenal in the chamber for years, or like, um, how did this come about? So,
5: well, first of all, both my parents were aspiring rappers. Oh. So. Like, that's where I got, I guess, the bug from. Mm-hmm. So, like, my fa- my mom is actually way better than my father, which is... <laughs> my mom had bars. Like, it was lit. So then um, I've always wanted to do it, but I was always afraid. Yeah, I was afraid because the way I present the poetry is not in the same cadences as... I'm sorry. The way I present the poetry is not the same way... As other spoken word artists do it, they have these the similar cadences and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I I would never do it like that. I just don't have that in me. But um, I saw this guy, a poet by the name of Daniel Betty. He has this famous poem called "Knock Knock." Mm-hmm. But the way he presented it was so powerful and and touched like such deep emotions. I was like, oh, I can do it. Mm-hmm. I can do it just like how he did it. Mm-hmm. And I was saying earlier that around the times when I did start doing poetry. I was in counseling for like three years. I was doing like my own personal counseling. What year was this? If you know what I mean? Like around what time? It was like towards the last year of St. John's. So it was like
3: 2013. Oh, I'm tripping. That's that's, when we went to St. John's. (laughs) Oh, you tripping, I'm (laughs) bugging. My bad. Long (laughs) So it was
5: like, yeah, like the last year of St. John's to about the first, uh, last last year of uh, grad school. Got you. So, um, yeah, I was doing counseling. And as I was doing counseling, I was just unwrapping certain things that I never really thought about. And my way of expressing it was through po- poetry. Mm-hmm. So, like, most of my poems I never write down. It's literally, uh, like, a puzzle piece in my head. And I would have, like, one line and then just build on top of that, on top of that, on top of that, and then i have, like, a complete story. So it was. Re- I would always start my poems as, like – I use this poetry as therapy to set my inner thoughts free so I could eventually become the man that I want to be. Mm. So that's mm. what it all was. It was all, all my poems are reflections of me. But <clears throat> wow. so, well, you never write? Most of the, I mean, I'm not Jay J.C.,
0: but... <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what I was thinking. i was like, okay. I'm oh, <laughs> so quickly. I mean, I'm not J.C., but... <laughs> this motherfucker's about to beat on the table. It's supposed to say something. There.
5: <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, it's... So it's... It, it literally depends on what i'm talking about mm. or what it is so like if there's a topic mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to my head i'll think it and then to just build on top of that and it just it's like a puzzle piece just like once they come together in my head it's it's in my head they're stuck in my head um the hero poem i came up with like i just walked some girl to her house and i was walking home it was like literally a 20 minute walk and the opening line and just like team. I have hi. My name is good I have a hero complex and then I was like Which means n- I no problem is ever too complex and just building on top of that on top of that and that's mm. how it usually works for me mm. um, None of my inspiration poetry actually comes from poetry. I uh, I Watch battle raps <laughs> The way they play with the words the way they spit stuff like that. That's yeah. how all my inspiration comes. So That's that's it. I just fix it and build it in my head and once It comes out, it comes out. And and I think that's why my poems actually hit the core most of the time, because it's literally just from the depths of my soul coming out. So that's what it is. Got you.
2: Mm. Because that's what I was telling before Jarrell got here. Like That's something I think we all felt at one point. We just Mm. never fully... Like brought it out, like I know I did, and I didn't realize it until sort of the poem. Like, damn, like you really be looking at weaknesses and you try to fix women when you're in a relationship, not realizing you might cause more damage than you think. Yeah, I mean, it's.
5: Um, I think Chris Rock said it recently, where he said that um, <clears throat> women are loved unconditionally, but men are loved with a condition. So, like, or love under a condition. So, like, under the condition that you could provide something. So, as a man, you're taught from junk, you're supposed to save, you're supposed to help, you're supposed to assist, and you look at this woman more as a mission rather than a woman that you're supposed to love, that you're supposed to protect, and all this other stuff. You look at her as like a mission to accomplish, Hmm. which is not fair to her, because if you only see the mission... Then yeah, once it's done. Once it's done, well, what else am I supposed to do? Because you know, men are usually tunnel vision. We go to the st- yeah. we go to the clothing store, we get pants. <laughs> 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 we go to the pants in section, and out. Yep, and we go home. <laughs> And then now I came is in it? for this. Why are we looking at everything <laughs> up? I yeah.
3: Why are we looking at the? Yeah, I know session? my size already. Yeah. <laughs> <Yo, laughs> That's real. This is real quick though, but ain't I ain't been that tough a week. I ordered <laughs> some jeans yesterday, right? My girl was like, "Yo, how'd you order those so quickly?" I was like, "Cause they fit just like the other jeans up." Yeah, boy. I ain't gained fifty pounds. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, I know they should have no <laughs> But it's funny because I'm listening to the poem, and it made me realize, like, damn, like. I don't know if I feel that way now, but like, I know that I've gone through phases in my life where I did have this complex, mm-hmm. where it was like I'm literally looking. I was attracted to people that I could help, or a times I had attracted to, but like it was more so like I, I would see a woman that I could help, and then I felt obligated to help, help them and, and assist them, and then, and then it was like why do I feel obligated to to help you? But then once I helped you. And I I felt like I got you to, you know, the mission is complete now Mm -hmm. Then I'm looking at you and I'm like, why am I here?
5: Yeah. Because it's like,
3: (laughs) it's like everyone wants to feel needed
5: because, you know, people will say, Oh, a man wants to feel like a man. A woman wants to feel like a man. Mm -hmm. But if you go to the gist of what that actually means is people want to feel needed. Mm -hmm. You want to feel like you have a purpose in this relationship. And oftentimes it's told our purpose is to save you Mm -hmm. from your past or, like I said in a poem, is to prove to you that I will never be like the other scumbags. And mm-hmm. then I wind up being just like that scumbag. Was a, I was only with you to, to help you, mm-hmm. to, to help you for that mission. Now, uh, well, this is awkward. Like, no. <laughs> 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 kind of ready to go. Like, so, and I noticed it was like a, it was kind of like a repeated over and over thing that like I'd noticed that happened. And the good thing for me is that once I write the poems, and I'm like, it's like facing it.
4: Mm-hmm. And now
5: that I
3: face it, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of over that now. Question. So, I guess it's kind of a personal question, but how do you get over that then? Like, if you, so you say you face the poem, you realize that about yourself. Like, what steps do you take to get past that?
5: Well, okay, so like I was saying before, when I was doing poetry, and mm-hmm. when I started doing those poems, I was in counseling. When you're in counseling, counseling allows you to look at past things mm-hmm. and from a different perspective. So, at the core of it, you're trying to make up for the past people you couldn't save, the past people you couldn't protect. When you start examining that and start um, understanding, like, well, so I guess to answer your question, the gist is first, understand where that's coming from. Understand why do you feel that way? Why do you feel so obligated to be with this person just to save them? Once you figure that out, understand that, one, it's the past, and two, a lot of those things, Those burdens that you're putting on your back is not your cross to bear. It's just not. It's not your fault. It wasn't not much you could do. There's not much you could do to save that person. You saving this new person ain't going to rearrange or change the past. Mm. The only thing you could do from that is learn from it. And if you want to help someone, you could help people, which is perfectly fine. But that shouldn't be the sole purpose why you're with this person. Mm. So the gist is to find out why you're doing this and understand that's not your fault. It wasn't your fault. There's nothing you could do about it. So um, get to the core of why you want to do it.
2: Because mm-hmm. yeah. it sounds like it's something internal. It's not something that that's I mean, definitely something up.
5: internal. Yeah, it's definitely. Def- mm-hmm. I mean, most of the people you pick is because internal reasons. Like there's you know, they remind me of your mom or, you know, there's something that you grew up with or like I'm used to I'm not really attracted to girly women. 'Cause the women of my family are not girly at all. I forget that they're women most of the times. They will fight you. <laughs> I'm legit serious. <laughs> my cousin got in a fight on Christmas over dog shit. <laughs> over dog shit. Over someone you leaving dog shit around the house. All I saw is bop bop bop. Oh no. That's my family. So I'm I'm not I'm so when I see like a girly woman, that's not what I'm attracted to, but it's internal. That's what you've been learn to associate women. Or something like that mm-hmm. The people that you grow up The women Or the men That you grow up with That's your uh, Barometer Of mm. Your expectations For the opposite sex Were you a psych major? I was Okay, yeah. I got my bachelor's in yeah. psychology. got my
3: master's in industrial organizational psychology. Okay, I figured. I was like, you know, your barometer. I was like, I just, right. I just can't be deep, brother. <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> I was like,
3: all right, this is a whole other level of psychology. I well, like, right. I mean, psychology is everywhere. Yeah, it is, but you know, you just seem more uh, well versed in it than the average yeah. person. Yeah, I love it. That's the reason why I, I mean, I don't know why I'm a teacher now, but like, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, left. But I love it. So you can psychoanalyze these badass children. I don't. You I don't only count down to 415. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, yeah. I'm like, 415, June
5: 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I'm waiting for. What grade? Fifth. Oh, shit. About to go to middle Soon school. Soon come. Soon no, they, come. No, they're considered middle school at this point, but. um. Um, they, you know, it's right before you know, psychology major, so it's right before puberty. So, like biologically, they're still kids, but they're making that transition, transition. into like being teenagers and mm-hmm. stuff. And mm-hmm. that's just when the asshole. Comes out. Like this little girl called me out in front of everyone. Mr. Stewart's elbows is ashy. Oh, <laughs> bitch! You got a thirty-two on your exam. <laughs> Be humble. Spell ashy. Spell ashy. <laughs> Be humble. Oh, but nah, it's, it's a hard age. It's a hard. It's a very very hard age. Um, I mean, I talk shit about you know the kids and like their assholes, but. They are. (laughs) But I feel like I can say that because, like, I'm from where they're from. Like, Mm -hmm. I grew up in Brooklyn, in Canarsie, right around there. My my parents are Caribbean, just like their parents are Caribbean. I know what they're going through a lot of times. I can relate to them. Mm -hmm. And being a teacher comes – you have to have this level of empathy dealing with these kids because – There's often times where you got to understand, no, she really couldn't do her homework because she's the only person in her house taking care of seven other kids. Mm -hmm. No, he really, if you give a kid, there was one kid that had, um, he had, um, his parents pretty much abandoned him. And he had a a grandma that was dying of AIDS. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty much him taking care of himself. And the other teachers would get so annoyed when he wouldn't show up, to, show up to school and he wouldn't do his homework. I'm like, you have a 10-year-old kid who's by himself. You give a 10-year-old the option to do your homework and go to school or sit at home and play video games, which one you think he's going to pick? Yeah. There's a certain level of empathy that I feel like a lot of other um, educate, educators lack that you really need to be in. Mm-hmm. But teaching is just, it takes everything out of
3: you. Yeah but see You also They lack the empathy Because they probably ha- Never faced those circumstances No You know they haven't They don't have no way to um, Not recognize But they don't They don't feel For that You know for those circumstances Because they never experienced it basically. Yeah it's like us Trying to like
5: you know come up with women's rights issues I'm like i trying to like Yeah it's really you know, difficult
3: we, some, some you, you, don't have, you don't have no experience with we it We don't yeah. It's like
5: there's not You can have as much empathy And you know as, as you would want to I mean, You could have as much Kind of understanding As you would want But mm-hmm. at the end of the day You're not a woman so there's certain things that you don't know that fear of walking around three o'clock in the morning because you think some man might assault you. You don't know you don't know that fear of like oh if I wear this um, outfit will it send the wrong message? Even though that doesn't matter at all. Like n- we don't know that fear. Just like they don't know that fear of being a black kid in Brooklyn having to look both ways. Like there were certain things that I had to go through growing up in school that I realized that no one had to go through that. Mm. There's a lot of people that didn't when went to school and didn't have to worry about getting robbed. There's a lot of people that didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> went to school didn't worry about. getting and jump Like there's people That just La
3: la 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 <laughs> I'm in <laughs> yeah. school
5: And that was it I didn't know that existed Just like these kids They don't Sometimes they don't know it. There's a kid That got hit with a stray bullet Three blocks away From my school Three blocks away And that's a reality That these kids Gotta live with That some of these teachers Who come in Who've never even, Some of these teachers Are coming in From North Dakota Wait, What neighborhood Are you teaching I'm in Canarsie
3: oh, okay. Which
5: you would think Is calm But Canarsie Is way more hidden but, like, in the charter school network, it's, like, most of the teachers are not from New York. They're yeah. from Oregon. They're from North Dakota. They're from South Dakota. Ain't no black people over there. None. <laughs> Ain't no mm-hmm. people from the city over there. So there's a lack of empathy that you'll have. And that's one of the reasons why I, like, get up every day to go because I know the kids want me there. Yeah. But June 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got to find a new hope. <laughs> You better look at you better look into batman or something like that <laughs> i'll leave you some comic books
3: how do you balance that though like balance you know you said like teaching takes all of your energy and i know pers- like i watch my mom that shit drains her mm-hmm. while also maintaining a personal life and also like maintaining your passion to write your poetry and things of that nature
5: um because that one that passion is just never gonna go away mm. that's 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 my poetry is the gateway to my dreams, to what I want to do, to being involved in entertainment, to creating movies, series, acting and stuff. That is my gateway to get there, and I have to stay focused on that. Mm. Um, I've always felt like I have this potential to be something great, and I know that I won't be fully happy with my life until I reach that potential.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: That's what keeps me going. I'm not, I say I teach, but i hardly say I'm a teacher. I'm Katama first. So I always put my first self first. I always put like okay. Um I know I got to work and I'm going to get my stuff done, but I got to go see my friends or I got to go, you know, write these write these poems or I got to write finish working on the script that I'm doing because this is what I really want to do and this is where my heart is. Mm. And also, I can be selfish. Well, not selfish, but self-centered at this time because I ain't got no kids. My I ain't goodness. married. <laughs> so the only person that it all falls on is me. So I use I know that what I'm doing is great and helping these kids, but it's not my end goal and I just stay focused on the end goal. Yeah. And I just I'm I'm and I grew up, you know, being hard working and like having to push through anyway. Like I was at St John's, I was working three jobs and going to school. You tired, but if you there's something that you gotta do, you gotta get up and get to it. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. There's no excuses. That's just your passion, that's your passion.
3: Wait, you, at, you are
5: you Jamaican? I am. <laughs> 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 Damn. Nah, you know, I,
3: I apologize. That was just too easy. I, <laughs> two for two, huh? He <laughs> tossed it up. Was, <laughs> He's a psych major. He tossed it up. I was like, alright. I'll nigga dunk me? that one. <laughs> <laughs> I work at three jobs. I said, oh, Caribbean must be Jamaican. Can we bring it
6: back to the poem for a second? Who came up with the idea for the visuals?
5: Mm. Okay, so um my brother originally came up with the idea for the the originals. So my brother um he actually came up, you know, do you remember that uh that Hurt Bay mm-hmm. video where she's mm-hmm. he's pretty much confessing. So yeah. you know to, saw the sequel Savage. too. Savage. Yeah. <laughs> you just was fucking with the wrong one. I would never do that to my ex. <laughs> no, my job was completely faithful the entire time. But <laughs> want to make that clear, but I would never she would slit my throat. In front of everyone but whatever that's a different story um so he came up with the concept of like me confessing Mm. that to her like because hero is pretty much explaining why i broke up with you Mm. so i um um my brother told me that and i was like oh that sounds like a dope idea so then i was filming for another video for my ebony poem and the person that i got uh rachel who i asked to be ebony she said I was telling her the idea for the um, hurt bay slash hero poem, and she was like, "You should have someone write a rebuttal to that." And I was like, "Oh, Mm. that sounds dope," because you know she should say something back to me. Yeah. So then I had that's when I hit up Tanika, and Tanika wrote up the poem. So then I had the original um, back and forth of me her talking, and then when I I cut it the first time when I edited the first time I was like, "Okay, this is just me and her talking back and forth." I need more. So then we reshot. Uh, another scene in which it's like us—it's our last day together. Mm-hmm. The picnic. I wanted to tell that story of how it ended, to explain why we're here right now. Mm-hmm. We're both here to explain why it didn't, and I want you to see that story. Oh. I wanted you to see that story as to why we ended it and why are we sitting here now. And also, I wanted you to get invested in the story, just to tell the story a little bit more. And you know, people have short attention spans, so you need stuff to go back and forth no, that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
6: Nice.
2: So, was that basically when you that the part where you threw the towel on the floor? I was like, damn,
5: (laughs) yo, like, damn.
2: She just like, was that the end of the relationship, and then you guys sort of meet to talk about why it didn't work?
5: Yeah. So it was um when I walked out the room and like threw that blanket on the floor. My brother was like, yo, throw that shit on the floor. Like he said So I was like, ah, I threw it, and that was just. In a way, the blanket was like you know what we were using for the picnic. The we were picnic. doing that, and like me just throwing it was like I'm done. I'm with that. done. But also, it's the cape. <laughs> oh it's shit! The cape, <laughs> like just me throwing the cape down, like you know what I'm over it. Damn. So that was it. I gotta watch that again.
2: It's like a Marvel movie. Well, you gotta <laughs> watch it a bunch of times. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> What's your favorite piece of work that you've done, or do you have one? Um,
5: that's a good question. Uh, my favorite one to perform is "Hero," because everyone usually likes it, and it's so different than what people are used to hearing. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, most of the time when you go to a slam poetry session, it's extremely pro-black um, things like that, or it's about um, you know being heartbroken back in the day. Mm-hmm. But this dynamic that I'm speaking from, I feel like is not—it's very unique. So I mm. love doing that because I like to see like the, the reaction when it hits people like layer by layer. My favorite poem that I wrote or came up with was um, Dreams because mm. it speaks to me now. And it's literally talking about <clears throat> having dreams. Being It starts off with, I'm so consumed by my dreams and aspirations that reality is my nightmare. Because I think about my dreams every day, all day. Mm-hmm. And I came up with that poem when I was working at uh, Morgan Stanley. I was like a business analysis there. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, I hated it. So <laughs> hated it. So like, but um, me sitting in front of that computer thinking about my dreams all day. But in our society that we live in, your dreams are beaten down and replaced with like stability. Don't go for it. Don't be an actor. Don't be this and that go be a doctor mm, or go be a bus driver mm. or go be this and that and like that speaks to me on a different level on a, like so many different levels because it's hard to go back and write that poem to write that script Yeah, most of the time I just want to go home and watch Modern Family that's all I want to do I want to decompress from this long day but if there's a passion in you I think Denzel said it he said if there's a dream that keeps coming to you then that means it's already yours you just gotta go get it Mm. That's proof that that dream is already yours. You got to go get it. So like the fact that I'm constantly thinking of that dream and but being terrified of pursuing it because growing up, I was the role model. I was the one who got like, you know, good grades and, you know, went to good schools and got my master's degree. And, you know, being an artist has like this stigma to it. This like, oh, he's not going to do nothing or he's not going to make any money. Or, he's not going to go any far. Yeah. Being afraid of that stigma has constantly kept me from my dreams but now 2018 is like my uh speak your truth living your purpose uh 2018 it's like i'm trying to do what i felt i was put on this earth to do and that's create dope shit and that's what i want to do and i want to be able to speak to people on that level so that dreams is speaking to everyone who is at that nine to five that they don't want to be at who's living for friday who's living for the weekend because that doesn't make sense to me. Every time one of my coworkers say happy Friday, I'm like, there's seven days out of the week. Mm-hmm. Why am I living for three? Two. Because two. <laughs> yeah. two, because Sunday you just think about Monday. So that's why I live. One like, and
3: a half because Friday you at work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, That's, <laughs> that's it.
5: Like, you living for just one day, and that mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to me. I don't think we were put on this earth to, make, to do that. And especially, I'm, like I said before, I love saying it, I'm young. I ain't got no kids, mm-hmm. so it's just me. So it doesn't make any sense for me to live that life if the only obligation that I have to anyone is to myself. So dreams is my favorite one because it mm-hmm. just speaks to me on like multiple levels.
6: Mm. Did you have like a sudden realization? What 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 change? Um, what a
5: re- sudden re- realization! Like that really
6: made you. What triggered you to really go for it?
5: Um. I think one of the biggest things for me was I got this amazing opportunity to work for um, Harry Belafonte. Um, wow. So, yeah, for some people who don't know who Harry Belafonte is, he's like this civil rights activist. Um, you know, he, he like pretty much funded the civil rights movement. He used to fly people down to march on um, Washington and stuff like that. And I had this opportunity to work with him and being in his house. Seeing all his golden plaques, Mm. seeing all his humanitarian awards, because at the end of the day, I want to be able to use my art to help people. That's all I want to do. So seeing him being in his house made it real. It made it very, very, very real that like, yo, this shit could happen. Like one time I was in the office with him and he's answering the phone and he's like, yo, what's up, Sid? And I look at somebody else and said, Sid, what the fuck is Sid? He said, Sidney Portier. Sid get the fuck out of here. <laughs> wow. I said, on the phone Portier. <laughs> Yo, wow. Hey, yo, Sid. Like,
3: <laughs> what up, Sid?
5: Yo, that's what you say. What's up, Sid? Or, or like he missed a phone call from like somebody. Well, I'm trying to think. Can I say this Well, no, he missed a phone call from like uh, Mr. Williams. I was thinking Jesse Williams. It was actually Pharrell. And I was, and like, he didn't even care. Like, he was just like, oh, it's Pharrell. I was like,
3: this, and this was like
5: happy Pharrell. Like, when happy was like number Damn, one on the billboard. Mm. And I'm like, you, he don't care. Like, he just, he genuinely call does not. Back. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I call him if I feel like it. Like, he was, but seeing him was like, or him being in his presence and talking to him. Like, it wasn't like an internship where I went and got him donuts. Like, me and him talked, kicked philosophy. We talked about like his views on God and views on black people. I asked him stuff like, Acts <clears throat> him stuff like, you know, you watch Martin Luther King die, you watch Malcolm X die, you watch all these other people die. You wasn't afraid to die. And he was like, No. He, he said, If I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die for something, you know, purposeful. I'm not afraid. And so it was that and then the other time where he like talked to somebody. I watched him talk to somebody in Ferguson. There was like a whole panel of people talking. This was like right after the Mike Brown situation. Mm. And um They were like, uh, you know, excited to see him, blah, blah, blah. Harry Belafonte was like, you know, you guys are great. You remind me so much of the people back in the 60s. And somebody stopped him, like, right while he was talking. And he said, all due respect, that doesn't make me feel any better. He said, because that was 50 years ago. And we still fighting over the same shit. Mm -hmm. We still fighting for the same shit, same equality, same no more police brutality, same. Ended in racism we still doing the same stuff and that that to me resonated because i'm like i don't wanna fight for the shit 50 years from now mm-hmm. and i feel that art is my way of expressing things if i have art and make money then i can use that opportunity to help other people so that experience of like meeting harry belafonte working with him seeing that that really like okay you got to get this together mm-hmm. but then also just talking the, like and i read the alchemist too The Alchemist is, like, dope. The Alchemist, like, um, pretty much tells you whatever the universe, whatever you want, the universe will set you up so that you can get there. Mm, I'm my fourth read right now. See, I only read it once. I'm not. It was a struggle the first time. I'm not. A, I'm not a reader. That's the only thing. I was like, ah, this is hard. <laughs> 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 hard. I'm not in college anymore. Like, no need to you have to force yourself to Once read Once I got that master's, I was like, I never have to read again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. No, though. but like it was. A, it was. It was cool to hear my thoughts in a book. In a book, because yeah. I'm like, I think all this shit. I think all of this stuff. I watched. Will Smith talk all the time. I watch inspirational people talk. I watch a whole bunch of people talk. I get inspiration from anyone. Yeah, A lot of it comes from The Alchemists. So, like, reading about, like, whatever you want is out there. You just got to go get it. Yeah. Is what motivated me to do it. And, like, me taking that step from... I knew I was about it when I left Morgan Stanley. Like, because I was at Morgan Stanley. I was making bread. You know, I was making pretty good money. Mm. Young. You know, I'm used to being broke. I'm making money, and I hated it. Like I hated that job because <laughs> there was no purpose in it. That, that's what. It, that's genuinely what it was. There was no purpose. Mm. I was sitting in front of a computer, typing spreadsheets, stuff like that. I was pretty much a diversity hire, and I was using my skills to just keep a rich company rich. Mm. That's it. I read about urban schools and suburban schools and the disparity between them, and I realized I need purpose. If I'm not doing something with purpose, I don't even want to do it. So I took a huge pay cut and went as an associate teacher. And once I did that, I was like, I took a huge pay cut and did that. I guess i about that life. <laughs> <laughs> I was broke. I was not broke anymore. Mm-hmm. Then went back to being broke. I chose to be broke. That was a choice. Mm-hmm. Stupid. But, uh, it's <laughs> not yeah, happy. Okay. Yeah. A, yeah. You're happy because yeah, right? you're
2: rich in your heart. You're just not rich in the pocket. Yeah,
5: I can't tell, but the bill
2: like, collector's that shit. <laughs> Like, Sally <laughs> may knock on your Sally door. <laughs> you I walk, know you, you broke pieces of heart. heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so you uh, never did like poetry in college
5: or nothing? Like or did I you I didn't. I did not. I um I would watch people do it mm-hmm. and I was like I would love to do that, but I never thought that it would be good. Or I never thought that it would be um people would receive it well. Or something. Oh, I didn't think that. That that was also the time where I wasn't. I didn't start doing counseling until like my senior year of college. Yeah. So, counseling did help me unlock a lot of thoughts, and I was able to bring those thoughts into fruition at, through through counseling. So, um, pre counseling, I had thoughts, but I didn't know how to word them. Word them. So, and then that was another thing is like, it was another thing I'm working on too, and it's not worrying about as much what other people think. If you come from a genuine, that's so difficult. No, if you come from like a genuine, authentic place, it's gonna resonate with somebody. It's gonna hit somebody. And Wrestling taught me that. Like, like, whenever a wrestler comes out with like a cheesy, corny gimmick, like Rocky Mayavia, yeah. nobody feels it. No, oh, they ask you to die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they actually ask you to die. <laughs> but when you like, no, fuck it, I'm just gonna be me and just be my authentic self. It hits people, mm-hmm. and that's something I learned about. I've watched countless spoken word artists perform before me and I'm like shit I gotta go after him and then I perform and that same person that I was worried about going after comes up to me I'm like yeah, that shit hit me so making your own lane for yourself too is just like mm. you know I didn't know how to make a lane for myself back then I was worried about trying to fit into some box but now I'm, my comfort level with myself is like up there so now I make my own lane <laughs> nice, bro.
6: Yeah, that's dope uh, you have a question? Uh, June 22nd. June twenty. You, 22nd. you mention it, right? It's the last day of school. What happens after that? Mm.
5: Huh. I was going to say sell drugs, but... Sell police, nigga. No, I would never. Um, June 22nd is the last day of school. Um pretty sure my boss is not going to... Hopefully he's not going to see It's the last day of school, but it's also... Um, First day of freedom. First day of like, <laughs> yo, I'm really trying to dive fully into entertainment in any way, shape I can. So my goal right now is to get a summer internship in Los Angeles. Ooh. So, Because I had the privilege of going to L.A. a couple of weeks ago. Awesome. My first time out there. At first, um, I wasn't feeling it. Like, I was just like, mm, this is pretty superficial. I'm not into that stuff. Um, and then I went hiking with my friend atika who moved out there and i thought it was going to be me and her apparently not she brought a whole just crew (laughs) of black creatives and like i
1: many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey
5: I knew it was them because they walked, uh, it was, we went hiking, and I knew it was them, and Migos was playing. And I was just like, niggas.
4: <laughs> <laughs> My favorite kind. <laughs>
5: and so then they started walking up, and talking to them was dope. Because mm-hmm. most of them were not from LA. They were from New Orleans, they were from Atlanta, they were from DC, they were from Philly. Mm. But they all came to LA, and they all bonded off of that experience of trying to make it. And trying to live out their dreams. And I thought that was dope. And I also grew up in Brooklyn my entire life. I've been here for 27 years. Mm. And the fact that when I go to that school and see the zip code is still 11236, which is the same zip code I grew up in, it kills me. Because I'm like, there's more to life out there. There's way more to life. There's way more than New York. It's the greatest city on earth, but there's other cities. So I want to be in LA. That's my goal. That's what I want to do. I want to be in L.A. I want to be where the action is happening. I want to, Yeah, everybody's going out there, but everybody ain't me. That's (laughs) right. Everybody ain't me. You got to have. So that's that's my um, goal. So my goal is to find an internship while I'm out there, save up some money, because apparently everyone's struggling in L.A. too. Oh, yeah, you got to have some bread out there. (laughs) Gas prices is preposterous. (laughs) Oh, so you're going to move there, like, full time? My goal. That's my goal right now. Wait, this summer coming up? My goal is to uh, dip my toe in LA <laughs> for the summer. Ooh, okay. Yeah, because warm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, homeless!
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is my spot right here. Because, yeah, you
5: know, as a teacher, I still get paid for the summer, so yeah. that's a good time to like explore. Yeah, man. Yeah, don't roll your don't. No, do that. no, no. Because everyone, everyone happy for you. Because everyone says the must be nice. You earned that shit. Mm -hmm. You crawl and bleed to June twenty second, but um, (laughs) that's the goal. The goal is to be out there because I get paid for the summer, so you know I got a little cushion room. And if I could set myself up to Mm -hmm. like get a get a job out there, then I'm trying to be out there. That's it. Um, the only people I was concerned about was my boys. Because I grew up, I've known my friends since I was 13. Mm -hmm. And, like, my friends from St. John's, uh, you know, Chanel, Christina, all of them, um, you know, I was worried about leaving them. But. So I gotta be sometimes. You got? I
6: mean, did they support you? Yeah, we, that's yeah. how you know your real friend. Yeah. Of course, like, I mean, my boys
5: okay. was like, you know, at least we got somebody in LA. That's true too. And, um, you don't got an Airbnb. That no, be your boys for real. <laughs> I'm like, same thing I said. <laughs> same thing I would have you know, said. Cause <laughs> that's real. Because they're gonna be on my couch one day, and I'm just like, yeah, y'all needs to go. <laughs> and then my um, my my friends Christina and them. At first, he was like, you ain't going nowhere. Stay your black ass here. But then after, <laughs> <laughs> but like once they saw how serious I was and like my video and stuff, they were like, all right, go ahead, yeah. go. But, you know, we'll always support you. And that's 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 the scariest thing for me because I have trust issues. And it's hard for me to trust people um, I didn't grow in the trenches with. That's my thing. If mm-hmm. I didn't, because I grew up, you know, I was broke. I didn't have no money. I grew up tough. So my friends have been my friends for over 10 years. They've seen me at my worst. Just like my friends from St. John's and even my friends from Brooklyn College have seen me at my worst where I didn't have any money. Where I where I didn't have enough money to go into the ATM because I didn't have $20 in my account. So I would have call. to go Been to the teller <laughs> yeah, yeah. and be like, so can I get this 7 that 20 was like 100 no? You gotta write that
3: 732 so 732 like No, you must have missed that dot.
5: In there, dog. So... And they would sit there and be like, did you eat, t- eat today, Katema?" I'd be like, yeah. I was lying. And they knew I was lying. And they would give me their Storm card and be like, go get something to eat. So it's hard for me to trust someone outside of that because they had my back. And yeah. that's, that's the biggest thing I'm worried about in L.A. Because they're talking about, they say, you know, people are phony. They'll stab you in the back. No. L.A. No. no, no. <laughs> Kev, said, <laughs> Kev said, like, yo, <laughs> what happened? It's a
6: dog-eat-dog
5: dog world. I heard, no, I because I, people out there front a little bit too. I, I, oh, they definitely. They'll front. say some stuff like, you know, I'm a service manager. You a Janitor. Every, everyone doing a, <laughs> <You laughs> a janitor. <brother. laughs> everyone doing, doing service so. manager. Yeah. I like
3: the thing. So I went out there. That's like the one thing I noticed. Like, everyone is like, at least the, the parents they give up is that everyone's on their, at their best. Everyone's at their peak mm-hmm. just based on their parents and how they talk to you and how they act. But I, I, I know it's all a game. Like, everyone can't be can't be living this life y'all struggling there's man. no way how everyone is just like making all this money everyone's chilling everyone's happy i heard so many titles it was insane <laughs> i was like oh you you vice president too
5: like <laughs> vice president of the storage class <laughs>
6: <laughs> bear with them. some of them just high no,
3: bad i, yeah, yeah, I, bad. I mean he was like 23 24 I'm like, oh yeah i'd be really <laughs> <laughs> Happy me going back what me, Well me hit the blood real quick What the fuck am I doing wrong <laughs> Jarrell say
2: some wild shit oh, too like, Give me that shit you
3: smoking Cause apparently I'm out here just being real Like yeah this is what I do You know And everyone's just like oh. <laughs> That's exactly what I was getting Like oh okay mm, That's it oh, Broke ass <laughs> How'd you get out here Spirit How'd you get out
5: First Yo, I didn't even know that Spirit was like a cheap line until yeah. like I flew to Atlanta and was like, this is terrifying. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs>
3: I'm the
2: cheapest man you'll ever find. Yeah. I will never risk my life yeah. like that. again. Mm-hmm. I think Kevin gave me that. Him and our boy Armand. Oh, ever since back. then, never, so back, never again. Knees, never again. <laughs> never. Never you
5: don't he, get no Wi Fi, no
6: camera, no. yeah, for, for carry on baggage? Oh. I'm like, nah. And the seat. Don't yeah. you gotta pay for the seat too?
3: You gotta pay for specific seats, oh. but you really gotta pay for like a carry-on. Oh yeah. Like you gotta pay for the carry on. Thirty five for the carry on. Thirty five. You me. get or you get your personal <laughs> backpack. And the whole trip your knees is like this. <laughs> when I say I would have figured out how to just fit stuff in my pocket or something like that before I paid thirty five dollars. What? Never again. Yeah, I flew that shit one time from Atlanta to Miami. Was Miami? No, in Miami, Orlando. Backpack only. I'm not. Mm. Backpack only. All weekend. I figured that shit out. I flew uh Southwest to California. I Southwest is nice. It was
5: alright. It was one of those first come first serve things. JetBlue yeah. is nicer though. JetBlue is fantastic.
3: Yeah. JetBlue, I think. JetBlue, however.
5: JetBlue
6: Jet or Delta? What's better? JetBlue. Jet Jet Blue. Jet Blue. Jet Blue. Just Jet Blue, Jet based Blue's on the fantastic. snacks they give you, because okay. they,
3: they, they give you multiple snacks, they pass the basket around. Like, Let me get two of those, okay? <laughs> okay. They'll have to give you some little peanuts, and they'd be looking at you like you're crazy when you ask for some more. You got to give me some back, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Take half and give it to the person next, next to you. Pour <laughs> it out in your head, but that's right, putting them in the cup. <laughs>
5: JetBlue is cool. Um, which one is the one that you get like cable on it? A... Delta. It's like it's like satellite. It's like <laughs> oh, that's JetBlue. It's JetBlue. Oh, Jet you get Blue. the movies, yeah. like the new yeah. movies. Direc-
3: they got direct TV partnership. Okay, got... I watched. I
5: watched the basketball Wild, game on the way the... back. Yeah, I, watched, I think I watched the uh, Lego Batman or something like that, mm-hmm. which was lit. Great Tomorrow.
2: movie. It's a fantastic. Movie. Great movie. It's a fantastic. movie I, I would suggest fantastic that movie. if you guys have time. Lego I think Batman it's on
3: HBO, I think it, it is. is. Lego yeah, Batman. I remember is, seeing it scrolling
5: past. It was a. It was a. It was a beautiful surprise. I didn't think it was going to be that great. They make Batman seem like Donald Trump, pretty much. Though you think so? No, seriously. Watch it again. Like he's like this, like aristocrat, uh, arrogant, arrogant, rich yeah. dude who's like obsessed with his own shit. Like I mean, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now that you say all that, it's, it's pretty true. funny. I, I hate flying though. I hate it with every part of my soul. Yeah, that's a long flight.
6: I hate flying. Six, six nice is six. I'm not one of them. You can just I can't just fall
5: asleep like. I have the attention span of a lightning bolt what do you think i was doing <laughs> like it was no i hate like i hate i'm genuinely terrified of flying like yeah. i hate it but i think that's also like you know tie into the whole fear, thing. The fear. i'm not gonna let fear stop me mm. i want to go to la i'm just
3: gonna get over it it's yeah. like i want
5: to live my dream so i'm afraid but i'm gonna get over it but i hate flying
3: that's just beautiful i love yeah. it i just I hate skateboard. flying i, hate I don't it, love too. flying I love LA. <laughs> <laughs> it. LA like when is you, cool, you get man. there, yeah, that breeze hit you. Yeah. Mm. No. Nice
5: little breeze. Actually, well, no. when you went, it was like 50 something degrees. It was 32 degrees. Yeah, it was cold. There was hail at one point. I said, This doesn't yeah, make yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LA? It 74
3: degrees though. The weather was bugging a little bit. In LA? In LA. It was 30 something degrees. Things are better now. I went in October. Things, things are better, better, better now. It was what? 79 Nice You know so not too warm oh, 79 around. in a day cool. Drop to Drop to 63 at oh. night With the breeze I'm on the rooftop Just
5: I just remember Why I, I can't stand some him sometimes <laughs>
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I was just reminding Why I can't stand him He has a great way Of bragging Without bragging yeah. <laughs> It was just 79 You know Oh you Damn, had 32 yo. It was oh, 79 Lato.
3: <laughs> You still making that trip I, I didn't book First of all, let me, all right, We gonna talk about that okay, But okay, I didn't okay, book okay, But that okay. shit went up About $100 What trip I was supposed to book a flight to LA and then When? In April. Okay. And I I slept on it.
6: i just stay in a couple weekends. We could we could revisit yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. After this. And I slept on it and then the
3: shit went up a hundred hours and I said, no. <laughs> yeah, use your hopper app. Wait, hey. when were you going? April thirteenth to the sixteenth. Oh. I went during um
5: All Star Weekend. That, that shit wasn't was.
3: expensive? It was. I was about to say yeah.
5: I was <laughs> and some what, it on was on week. It was very expensive, but I was like, I'm going to go like my my, uh, I went with my coworker mm. um, and I went with him because I was able to be honest with him and be like, I don't want to talk to you. while will be out there. <laughs> You're going with me because it's cheaper. And, and he was like, shit, I don't want to talk to you. I said, well, <laughs> damn, <That's-> no, <laughs> glorious. But he was the main driver behind it. Like he was like because I'm hella cheap and I'm so used to like money being such a fixture mm. that. When I saw the tickets for LA, I'm like, I'm not going. That's too much. But he was like, this is something you've always wanted to do. This is something we both we both always wanted to go to LA. Mm. And he's like, the time is now. Just do it. Just pay for it. And I couldn't pay for the weekend after because I would have to call out of work. Cool. And mm-hmm. I wasn't going to miss that day. I wasn't going to miss that money. But um, he was the driving force behind it. It was a little expensive, but I'm yeah. glad I went when that I went. Was the
6: last words he said to you, right?
5: Oh yeah pretty much okay. We didn't even sit together On the plane <laughs> Cause you know First come first serve So he was you know What's up y'all Hey how you doing play He lived his life I lived mine We met up for breakfast From time to time Oh that's nice In the morning You know had Roscoe's A couple of times That's mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. He told me about his day I told him about mine And then he uh Went on his merry way I went on mine <laughs> It was perfect It was beautiful mm. It was great We split the Airbnb in half And stuff and everything mm. It was dope That was the Airbnb prices. Expensive I remember Okay because uh, it was around my birthday I, No the, the It was getting close to my birthday So I had like I uh, trick my mom into paying for it Yeah, like, mm. like You don't got to buy me nothing
3: just You got to so. do what you got to do <laughs> You got to do what you got to do We, we all got to make sense Because mm-hmm. uh, I
5: rented a car too
3: So I was like mm, I'm not Oh making... you went all the way in
5: I'm not going to be Ubering everywhere So
3: I just went And just got a car And I was like You just right, got to to one location And stay there all day, <laughs> <Yeah>. all day. <laughs> Guess no. I'm in Santa Monica today <laughs> <What> <laughs> Just stay there Just stay there All day <laughs>
2: You just see it on the way.
3: Yeah, just there you go.
4: They go to Hollywood,
3: a yeah. Far distance. You go Maybe get that I'll go zoom it on. <laughs> zoom, real <laughs> close <laughs> on you. Yeah, I was, I was in Hollywood. <laughs>
5: oh my god! I went all around LA though. Mm. I'm at, I'm really happy I rented that car because I went everywhere I was in Beverly Hills, North Hollywood, West Hollywood. It was, and it was just dope to see the city life, but then mountains. Yeah. Like right there, it's crazy. That's where what them houses are. Yeah, that's where you know, that's where Beyonce is, probably like that. Like yeah. it, it was it's it's a different mm-hmm. feel over there. It feels different. You like driving in all that traffic? I don't mind traffic. Uh I only mind traffic when it's like, being
6: recorded. We'll send you the <laughs> clip when you
5: when you live out there. I'm telling you. I don't mind traffic unless I'm late. Like, if I'm late for something like that, then I'm going to be pissed. Or if the traffic is going to make me late, it's fine. I'm going to be annoyed. I'm going to be highly I irritated. fucking hate traffic. But if I'm in my car, most of the time I'm in my car, I'm in my own world. Yeah. So I'm, like, playing, like, you know, a new album or something like that, or just bumping into some music. So I'm just in my own zone. So I'm fine with that. Mm. Unless, you know, AC's not working or something.
3: Well, yeah. <laughs> it was going from Studio City to downtown. Literally was in the Uber for an hour and a half.
5: That don't make no damn sense.
3: Just sitting there. It's preposterous. Listening to his bullshit little techno music. <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah, I was coming last time when I went from uh, went to Santa Monica. It said forty minutes and it actually went forty minutes. Coming back around six PM though, I was in the Uber yeah for an hour and a
5: half. That's
3: just insane.
5: But I didn't when I was out there I didn't experience as bad traffic though. It was like
3: regular uh, New York. You, time. Nah, you went at the right time. I guess I didn't get the real. I didn't get the real deal. Nah, not your blessing. You'll see.
4: Got your that's, blessing. That, that's it's real. Really bad. It's
3: real. Some guy. Some the guy. Because the guy who hopped in the pool with us, he said he had been in that car for an hour already. So that means he didn't. He took him two and a half hours to get downtown. Oh, yeah. damn! Because I remember just being in that bitch. I listened to the entire podcast. I just <laughs> I just literally zoned people out because I was like so damn just bored. I was like, this is a long ride downtown. <laughs> I already had started sweating and shit in the Uber. I'm like, you know, I tried to get a little fresh and go downtown. <laughs> shit didn't work out. <laughs> and sweat stains. on Sweat all, all, all under the armpit. Just like, fuck. Uh. <laughs> had to walk at full attention the entire time. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> I didn't Love experience like black. That. <laughs> Did that all for two extra dollars? Cause the Uber <laughs> pool was two dollars cheaper than the regular Uber. <laughs>
5: I'm, I'm glad I rented a car, though. And I didn't experience that bad. It wasn't that bad when I was out there. Yeah. But I really like just being in my own. Like, when I was working at Morgan Stanley, the mm-hmm. location was in Westchester. So I would have to drive an hour and a half to two hours pretty much every day. Sheesh. It was annoying. It was ridiculous. But um, that drive back and forth was like a lot of just think time. Yeah. You know, like, it was just a lot of, like, you know, just time to myself. I don't, mm-hmm. get, a, I don't get as much time to myself as I would want so just especially when i was out there in la listening to like you know black panther album or some shit like that it was like pretty dope. it was dope it was good um and which is crazy because kendrick is like like third on my list right now but his album was like fantastic mm. dan was cool too i liked all american badass but damn was damn was dope but just listening to the music and like just seeing the dopeness of like black panther and just being out there being around those black creatives is like, yo, this is where I fucking want to be. Is- I gotta go to LA.
3: When you out know, there, it just like it, just puts a smile on your face because it's so warm. Mm-hmm. And you just like it oh, wasn't warm when I was there, but it was good. Sorry, you <laughs> <laughs> keep bringing that shit up. I have to, I'll, I'll, no, you have to go back when it's warm. Like you have to go back when it's when warm. it's when it's cold in New York and warm there. That's when you really appreciate. I it. thought I did that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I yeah. thought I accomplished that Low goal. And I don't know, but you ain't wrong. Seventy four degrees over here.
5: Yeah, that was that one day. It was thirty two in California.
3: Yeah. Normally, it's the, it's the reverse stuff. Mm-hmm. And you get off the plane and you just see palm trees years. and everyone's smiling and shit. Are you gonna buy my ticket? Like, <laughs> <it was> like <laughs> I'm not buying buy my ticket. Now you getting me upset. That <laughs> shit went up hundred dollars. I said, I told my cousin, I, I, I'll my see ticket. you sometime after this. <laughs> see you. We'll try in June. Nigga. <laughs> I heard. Uh, <laughs> I heard San Francisco's pretty dope, too. Like, I heard it's, like, a... you got to talk to Kev. Kev loved going there. You like it's, okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'd rather go to L.A. It's, it's not cool. as warm, though. Yeah.
6: I heard it was, like, beautiful. It like, is beautiful, like, but it's not as warm. Okay. It, like, well, it's, it's currently cold, stays yeah. around, like, 50, 60 degrees. L.A. is they dope. They got beaches that I wouldn't even go to. Like <laughs> I don't know why it's there, but... It is beautiful, but, alive. like, weather is the primary, like...
5: Okay, that's your main And concern. just L.A., yeah. L.A. is dope. I think I saw the dude From 24 Like I was just like I pulled up He pulled up next oh. to me And I gave him like The black one? No the main Jack dude yourself. Oh. yeah I just saw him I was like what's up Yeah and He gave me a head nod I was like oh shit
3: Keep this Famous I just gave a head nod like, That shit <laughs> is dope Like my cousin just texted me The other day He was like yo I just saw Marlon Wayne's In like the nail salon By by his way By his house And I was like that's dope You
5: think Damn. Marlon Wayans is funny?
3: Hell no <laughs> I just, You know it's funny When I was younger I used to love watching The Wayne's Brothers and then, But then now I watch it it comes on MTV and That's the weak night. link And I watch it And I'm You think like, Marlon's the weak link?
6: No after coming Coming on after like Martin and the Jimmy Fox oh, yeah, show yeah. It's,
3: it's just Yeah and I watch it and I'm like Damn, sorry, This really ain't funny Y'all yeah. trying really hard mm-hmm. I feel like they were Just trying too hard But then I watched His Netflix special uh, uh I didn't watch all of it I cut it off After like the first 20 minutes I felt
5: that way about the I think it was Chris Tucker's Uh Oh, tried. Shit. I tried that that. yeah it was a, like yeah, a special
3: a year ago or two years ago with the white suit on or something like that <laughs> that's the it. i'm trying to get these taxes i didn't even know over. he like, had that i, I didn't it was watch terrible. it he was watch that to... wokish though no, no watch. i don't know just put your first, just put the first 10 minutes yeah in don't do and, it and, and just and just be like <laughs> damn like marlon really out here doing that
2: <laughs> don't do it
3: <laughs> <laughs> but you know i knew he wasn't like his movies aren't even funny like the movies that he produces himself like Oh, fuck whatever. he did this one movie on netflix that like naked got, that got my attention i had to watch reason. that shit because uh, I had that's to see actually it a ended. pretty decent movie though i had to see how it ended i'm lie, it was a pretty decent it movie. was decent yeah. because you used because you used to track <laughs> i am <used> to track. <laughs> 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 this mediocre Thank shit you. right here this, shit, this, this is a little it's bit of special right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, basically that, shit, that shit was whack it was terrible it's not as terrible as the rest of it shit. i've seen his ass yeah. way
5: too many times yeah that was for me to be comfortable with yeah and you gotta see Chris Rock's uh, uh, I saw a tambourine. tambourine I gotta I watch tambourine. that one That one was dope uh, yeah. Dave Chappelle's was
6: dope too. That goes without saying yeah. Both Download it Yeah right now. All of them was all, like, four. <laughs> his, all four
5: his, his like delivery And comedy is like You ha- genuinely have no idea What he's gonna say next And when it says it It's like oh shit This guy's a, yeah. he's a fucking idiot But he's to, He's one of the greatest I've ever seen Best doing it right now
2: You see Monique's special? Stay cool.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what, what special she had? None. <laughs> you didn't hear all that stuff she was saying about how Netflix blackballed her? I mean not blackballed, but they like offered. Well, yeah, her, they were
5: talking about the, yeah. you know, she got
3: offered 5. To be honest, that's a lot of money.
5: <laughs> to us that's a lot, <laughs> a lot of money. That's a her. lot
3: of money for her? She like she's great in the sense that like as a stand-up comedian, that's that's a that's a decent price for her. If it was an, an actress and like a uh, not a thriller or what's what like a drama. She definitely deserves over money. She has an Oscar for Precious and she does great jobs in like those kind of those kind of roles. As a stand up comedian, I don't know Monique. I mean okay. So I watch Miss Parker. In <laughs> <laughs> <And laughs> the comedy field she's still Nikki Parker. That's her, that's her most prominent role. So okay. No her most prominent role is probably Precious. As a no, comedian as a, as a, a comedian.
5: comedian. Oh, okay, okay. So I, me, I didn't think I thought that no. 500,000 was a low ball Like that was Pretty She should have got offered A little bit more Because Monique is A legend Let me finish <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On UPN But I think she's a legend I think she's a legend To like the black community <clears throat> So, like, there's certain things that, like, are legendary to us, but have never made that crossover appeal. So, like, Boys in the Hood is legendary. Or yeah, pain in, in the Full is is legendary that to league. us, mm-hmm. but it didn't make that crossover appeal. Cross-over-y- you think the
3: Parkers is legendary? Like like what's legendary that she's done I'm asking for real though I mean that was She's a a queen of comedy Mr. Ogilvy
2: Like everyone knows who that is Stop
5: You're not helping right now No
2: I'm saying everyone knows who that is Everyone Miss Parker Everyone in the black community definitely knows who it it. is
5: And everyone's watched the Parkers Everyone knows who Monique is Monique She is She's like a legend to the black community But she has not I don't think Crossover means if white people know who she is White people don't know who Monique is Past Precious, they all know who she is, and being that she didn't make that crossover appeal, then no, they're not gonna give her that as much money. But five hundred thousand—that's a little disrespectful. But she couldn't you know. get better. Hmm? We also don't know what better. everyone else got paid though. That's a com- business.
3: She compared herself to what the Dave Chappelle. That's what you world. don't. That's what do. you fuck. Katie up. Schumer is that her name? Amy, Amy. Schumer. Amy Schumer. He who said just Katie fucked- Schumer? I don't listen. I don't. I don't two white- Wrong white name. <laughs> 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 I, I, I don't. I don't listen,
2: I don't
3: listen to her. I don't like her comedy, but like supposedly people love it. She's selling out European shows and all this stuff. So. She got what thirteen million, I think it was, mm-hmm. somewhere along those numbers. Yeah. Whereas, Monique,
6: what's the last thing you done? You bringing up Dave know. Chappelle, you, Chris you, Rock,
3: but we don't know what. Like, she should have compared herself to like Cat Williams. He just did a special. What did he get paid? But did you see her interview
5: with Charlamagne? Yeah. yeah, Breakfast Club. What so, so we're referencing. She made some. Oh so, uh, yeah, but I thought she, I thought she made some pretty valid points. She was, it was some. I think she made some pretty decent points. But I, I five hundred thousand
3: is a low ball. I think she... Two million would have been fine. I turned my nose up to all her points.
5: (laughs) Yeah, because... Yeah, what do you you think was valid? (laughs) At the top of my head, I don't remember. But... um, Because I watched it while I was at the gym. But I was Mm. listening to it and... They made like counter offers or something like that. They no, they said no a, counter offer. No I, I think the five hundred thousand was okay. We're gonna pay you five hundred thousand, but you, you can't, can't do like, this. Yeah, you can't this. do shows or nothing like that for the next two years. I'm like, two. You can't do shows. That's how people get paid. Like, that's a little too low.
3: But she also didn't make a counter offer, though.
5: She didn't. I still think five hundred thousand is low. Like five hundred thousand. How much did Tiffany Haddish get offered? That's, that's, that's not a good because she's on fire. But I think she got paid seven hundred thousand. I'll that's to do
6: um, Voice for an animated series yeah. That's not for oh, oh, That wasn't for special ever. Okay
5: Because like When I first 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 heard uh, Monique speak I was like Monique you haven't been Relevance is <laughs> precious Now if it was Tiffany Haddish Saying this I'd be like oh, Yeah Tiffany Haddish Definitely not 13 million But she definitely deserves a couple of million You don't get at least
3: five She de- she at deserves at least You know end.
5: solid five But like Monique Sis it's
3: been a while.
6: Yeah,
3: and you got a bad reputation. But the thing about it is that also I can't name a stand-up special that Monique did. Like the Queens. At, oh, of comedy. not even
5: recent history. Okay, she did the Queens of Comedy. Yeah, that was year. I, what I, I year that, that was that funny. Neither. It was two thousand one because <laughs> I think the Kings. <laughs> of... Legendary. No, but... I didn't think Queens of Comedy was that funny. Because just... the Kings of Comedy came out in 2000. That yeah. shit was legendary. That shit was hilarious. That is hilarious. <laughs> Bernie <laughs> Mac had me crying. Son. <laughs> but then, um, I think she had another special that I saw on Netflix. I like stand up comedy. I so do too. too. No, no, we're not judging you, no. <laughs> I, I watch a lot of stand up like, comedy. I watch a lot. I watch a lot Me, of too. Actually, what I used to do at Morgan Stanley, or what? <laughs>
3: About to admit to stealing time. No, when I was <laughs> When I was at the,
5: No when I, You know When you listen to Pandora Yeah I would put uh, Like oh, Paul yeah, Mooney stations yeah, yeah. Eddie Murphy oh, stations yo, and stuff like that. I love Paul Mooney Paul Mooney is like Paul My Paul a fucking legend Speaking of She
2: said Oh ask Paul Mooney About what Netflix is doing And he'll tell you I was like so Paul Really Mooney Paul
5: Mooney Paul, a, nah, Paul he Mooney's a not Paul Mooney's alleged.
3: Yeah. Come on. But Paul we, Mooney's also way too real for way Hollywood. Way too real. Yeah. Like, like he knows what's up. Paul
5: Mooney says shit just to make white people like walk people out. out. <laughs> <it was, laughs> that's his goal. Like, his goal, his goal I, is to make you walk bro. out. I love
3: listening to his shit because Me too. I was listening to actually I was listening to uh his race race. Uh it's called Race, his little stand up special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by yeah. nineteen ninety three. Yep. And some of the shit he's saying back then is just so relevant to things that's going on right now. And I'm like, damn, some shit still ain't changed. Some of the shit Malcolm X said.
5: Yeah, <laughs> 1964 is still relevant. That's right? true. Uh, race is racism is something ugh, it's probably never going to go away. It's it's probably, it's something that's really ingrained because if you if you genuinely understand what racism is, mm. it's it's literally in my mind, I guess speaking for myself, it's survival. It's survi- it's from a numerical standpoint, white people are the minority of the world. People of color are the majority. So, how, like, people. uh, Oh, for the entire world? For the entire world. Oh, okay. For the the entire world. In Asia. In India alone, there's 2 billion. (laughs) In India Mm -hmm. alone, there's 2 billion. In Africa, there's billions of people out there. Mm -hmm. So, it's the systematic thing. Racism is systematic. It's not, I don't like you because you're black. No, I'm not going to hire you because you're black. I'm not going to give you these loans because you're black. I'm not going to give you any of these opportunities for you to prosper because of this color of your skin. And that is. A way to make sure you remain on top. Remain. That's the way to make sure that you survive. That your race and your people survive. So if you understand at the core that it's a survival technique, mm. I, that shit ain't going anywhere anytime soon. It's just going to take different forms. It's just going to transform. Gonna money huh? No, it's it's it. Like even with um, like when Donald Trump got elected, because uh, I was a little excited. Like, I was a little like, oh, whoa. Yeah, I said it. I said it. I was a little relieved, to be honest. Because under the, in no disrespect to Barack Obama or Michelle Obama, but under the presidency of Barack Obama, black people especially fell under this false illusion of inclusion in which you thought racism was over because we got a black president. No, that shit just came way more inconspicuous. It became way more, you know, ingrained into the system, which is, which is what it is. So... <clears throat> If Hillary Clinton got elected, then you would have had this false narrative that women are doing better. Or you would have had this false uh, mm. thought that America is becoming a progressive. And America is getting rid of its racist, sexist, patriotic views, which is not true. Mm. Donald Trump is, in my opinion, and I'm only speaking for myself, is America just without that mask. And that's the only thing that, su- that surprised me that he got elected because America has been really good at hiding that mask. But when he stood up there and said, uh, we got some bad hombres uh coming into the, the he nation. He said a lot of shit. No, but when he said hombres to me, it mm. was so powerful because we ain't hiding it no more. Yeah. Hombres, you ain't talking about Russian, Russians. You ain't talking about English. You ain't talking about you talking about Mexican. Mm-hmm. You straight up talking about Hispanics and mm. you not hiding it. Yep. You not you straight up saying we need to stop. Letting these people come in from these shithole countries, which was all African descent. And then he said, We need to start allowing other people from like, it was like Scandinavia or something like that, from you know, European descent. Like, you literally say, Stop letting, oh, isn't he, you, Netherlands or something? It was like a specific one. The countries that he was talking about was, We need to stop letting the black people in and let more white people. White people, Like, like, he's straight up saying it. So for me, it's like, I grew up in that type of environment. I grew up, my my middle name is Elijah. I'm named after the, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Like, that's what I was, that's what I grew up. That's the environment that I grew up in. I grew mm. up being very racially conscious. For me, Donald Trump is like that, you smell it smoke when the fire's been, been burning the entire time. Yeah. You finally see the fire. Now you get a little burnt. That's true. And, and it's <clears throat> it's crazy and it's ter- it's terrifying at the same time because of what he does with other countries. The bridges that he burns, the uh, you know the fact that he pretty much got in like a gun war with um, North, North, North Korea talking about yeah. my guns is bigger than yours. That's some that's some nigga shit. What are you doing? Yeah. That's what hood niggas do when they say we my guns go off, my shit go off too. What usually happens? <laughs> Their guns go off. Mm-hmm. They talking about nuclear bombs. That's terrifying.
2: And they gonna get hit first too. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> if the bomb
3: go off. We all gonna fucking go. Listen, listen that's real.
5: But at at the, but at the mm-hmm. end of the day, the benefit. And I think um, Dave Chappelle said it in one of his um, his stand-up when he was talking about the the benefit of that woman lying about Emmett Till. Like, it's a terrible, horrendous thing. But that event, that horrific event for Emmett Till led to this domino effect of, like, progression for black people around that time. Mm -hmm. So this horrific election of this man, this terrible person, is, I think, leading to a lot of... I don't think Black Panther would be as successful if Donald Trump didn't get elected because that that need to feel s- like that need to have that black pride wouldn't be as strong. I think. Mm-hmm. Or movies like Get Out wouldn't resonate or this Me Too movement I don't even think would be as strong, which I think is amazing. But if Hillary Clinton would have been president, then people would have said, well, you got a woman president. It can't be that bad. That shit makes no sense. But now you that. got a president who says, I grab women by the pussy. Mm-hmm. So this Me Too thing makes a little bit more sense. So it's it's powerful because he wakes
3: you up mm-hmm. to the shit that's been going on for centuries. It's insane how easily fooled the average person is. Like if you put something in front of someone and, and tell them to believe something, most people will believe it. Mm-hmm. Like and I understand what you're saying about Barack Obama. Like I was extremely excited to see Barack Obama because I thought that that imagery just in itself was very powerful to black men and black people as a whole. But I also understood that that didn't mean that our lives were going to change because this happened, mm-hmm. and everyone would walk around with that false narrative, and be like, "Oh well, you know, like with, basically as you said, with the illusion of inclusion, mm-hmm. we have a black president. Like, what's the, what's the issue?" Where on the daily, that shouldn't change anything. Like, they got we had we still had um, the Mike Brown incident, we mm-hmm. still had uh, the Trayvon Martin incident, all these things that that like were still. At the forefront of, of black issues were still going on that happened before him and are going to continue to happen after him. Mm-hmm. And now we have Trump, who's just not even flagrant. He's just very—he's just himself. He's just blunt, and he's I mean, very blunt. And it's so, like that's how I prefer my racism,
5: you know, straight up, right up. up yeah. seriously, rather you smiling <laughs> in my face and like, and then yeah. talking shit by my back.
3: That stupid, nigga. Oh, yeah, well, I but it's just. <laughs> yeah, but I think that you know having Trump right after Obama is like just was like the dose that the dosage that everyone needed or everyone in the black yeah. community and like Hispanic minority community in general needed to see like yo this is what America is. Like yeah we gave you this little thing and you got excited about that but this is who we are. Like don't 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 don't, don't overlook this. And I think the first jab at that
5: was in my opinion, in my opinion, Trayvon Martin. I think mm-hmm. the first jab because everyone's under that false illusion of inclusion, mm-hmm. you know, we have a black president and all this other stuff and it's great, but that jab that this little boy was killed for wearing a hoodie. Yep. That jab of the narrative that went behind it. That's why you guys got to see seven seconds. You got to see seven seconds. It's fantastic. Mm. But that now, na- because they show the the power of rhetoric. They show the power of, I'm not going to call you, I'm going I'm to call you a thug to justify your death. Fucking. Mm-hmm. I always compare it to, I always say roaches and and, and dogs. I say the same thing. If you kill a roach, no one cares. You're supposed to kill a roach. They're, they're, you know, they're, they bucks. They get in. they bring disease, all this other stuff. You kill a dog, everyone is mad at you. They're upset. They're heartbroken. They're both animals, but it's the association that you have with them, which um, determines how you feel about their deaths. Mm. So if I depict this boy as being a thug, as being a criminal, as being a larger than life monster that was coming at me and I was trying to protect my life, then in a way his death is justified. Yeah, but just the the justification of that boy's death, and <clears throat> the fact that this boy, this man, killed him, and got away with it, and was pretty much bragging about it, was that first jab, that like, no, it's still here, racism is still here. You can walk around in a suburban neighborhood, get killed. You can be attacked by someone, followed by someone, mm-hmm. because it's it, <clears throat> some things you can't argue. The cop, uh, I mean, the uh, 911 operator told Tr- uh, George Zimmerman, no, stay there. Don't yeah, follow stand him. Stand down. He followed him. You get in a tussle with him. You defend yourself. You get killed, and that person still gets off. You can and it's and- not
6: shocking when they get off.
5: At, 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 it got less and less and less and less and less shocking. It got from, sh- it went from like, oh, really? To like, uh, I hope he at least gets indicted. To like, yeah, of course he got it. He didn't. Like, it's, you're getting, becoming numb to it because our lives are not valued. We're not human. And and, and, and from a societal standpoint, whenever I think of racism, I always think of uh, Band-Aids. Because Band-Aids are supposed to be skin complexion. They're supposed to be skin tone. But if I put a Band-Aid on my skin, that shit ain't gonna fit me. Because I'm not the standard of what a human being is in America. And I think we're not the standard. We're substandard. So there's humans, and then there's black humans. As long as we are not viewed as being human beings, then we will be treated as not human beings. And that is the... That's the annoying thing about it, and that's why we're getting shot down like dogs, or being treated a certain way because we're not human, and that's the justification for our mistreatment. Damn, the <clears throat> I can't look at
2: band aids the same again. No, sir, I can't. I, I didn't shit. even thought about it. That. Was
5: like I did this paper in, um, I did this paper in grad school where I was trying to compare the work stresses between white women and black women in the workplace. And it was so hard to find research for Black women because they kept saying women. They kept saying women, 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 women. But when they said women, they meant white women. Mm -hmm. They didn't mean everyone. So like even when I was talking about like when I was researching the wage gap, you know, for every dollar that a man makes, a woman makes uh, at the time it was seventy six cents. That was false because they were only talking about white men and white women. Mm -hmm. For every white for every dollar a white man makes. Uh, black women made 68 cents mm-hmm. while the white woman made 76 cents for every dollar that the white man makes um, the Hispanic woman made 58 cents so women were the standard but white women were considered human or considered the standard of being a person but like our stories were often ignored or not addressed I
3: got a way I got things to think about when I go home. <laughs> White woman. <laughs> <laughs> somber note to go out on. No, it's not. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's the right note to go right, out Go right. watch Seven Seconds. I'm going to go watch that today. And that note. And one. watch your
2: poem on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. Watch yeah, that, plug, please. That, plug, 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 plug that. Everything. My apologies.
5: So, uh, my. you going to get my good side. Um, <laughs> my Instagram is hungry for um, HungryForArt. H U N G R E E, the number four, art. Um, Yeah, the link is in the bio. Go watch my poem. It's Hero versus Lois. I think it's dope. You're gonna think it's dope. Um, It's gonna resonate with you. It's gonna resonate with the person you're with, and it's it's for everybody. And more shit to come.
3: Yeah. Just pray y'all don't break up over that shit. Oh well, I'm single. That's not my girlfriend. No, not you. (laughs) Oh, oh well. People, people watching (laughs) this. My folks be watching it as a couple. Don't watch. Bring that that camera
5: back over here. Yeah, ladies, I'm single, so I need (laughs) (laughs) need to point that out. (laughs) <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> Bring that camera back No nah, yeah Hopefully y'all won't Break up Or Bring, it might new, make, bring some realizations Yeah bring y'all. a new level To your relationship
3: Like uh-huh. you know
5: like, Niggas you really want me to save a mission <laughs> you, <laughs> Bitch you using me For my cape <laughs> Yeah
3: <laughs> Oh, man. Thank you for coming on thank the you, podcast. I appreciate it's it. was it's been a real gym. Tremendous. Yeah, man. Thank man. you. This nigga said, I can't look at band aids this <laughs> I can't. Gonna throw all them shits out. <laughs> Never use Going to medicine cabinet. Fuck out. <laughs> <of> <laughs> Take cotton some- out too. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, <laughs> where'd you get it from? <laughs> my ancestors. That's who. Oh, man. But as always, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for supporting. Make sure you guys go rate, share, subscribe. Check it out on. Where, where we at? Damn. Uh, Kev got it. Stitcher. Stitcher, Pippa, SoundCloud, Pipa, Google Play, I think Apple Podcasts.
6: We on iHeart? Yeah, I submitted us. I submitted oh, look, look at You're that. I heard. Kev, me, look at yeah. Kev out here playing. Her. Yeah, He's I submitted strong. us. Humble Brag. And uh, we're doing full episodes on
3: YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, we, well, we got. A lot of dope guests lined up yeah you know, yeah so nice. y'all just keep and... checking out the podcast keep listening make sure you check out the youtube page kev puts in a lot of work putting them episodes up there full length so if y'all don't want to just listen y'all can watch you know until next time it's cooling out stay cool you cool i'm cool you cool i'm cool
2: you cool i'm cool we're coolin out you cool i'm cool you cool i'm cool you cool i'm cool we're coolin out